Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is February 23rd, 2022, and we are in the 6 a.m. watch and we have with us today the African Watch and Michael. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. Ifeula? Yeah, yes, Ifeulua. <laughs> oh my goodness, you do it very well. <laughs> we welcome you, Michael, and uh, thank you so much for your contributions, the African contributions to the watch. It's been just, just precious. Thank and you. thank you for your stance and for your willingness to be with us on this wall. Thank so you. I'm going to turn it right on over to you, Michael, and you can take it away. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sue. And thank you all for joining us this morning, this afternoon, and this evening, your time, whatever time it is. Uh, we know that our God holds the time and the season in his hand. And it's just a precious opportunity and a blessing for us all to meet together from different parts of the world to rejoice in the Lord together and just to fellowship on this platform like this. I, I say very uh, often that this is a, a glimpse. God has given us a glimpse of what heaven is going to be like because the Bible is very clear that we're going to, be, we're going to come from all tribes and from all nations. So get ready to see us like that again when we, when we are able to make it over there. All the different parts of the nations of the earth to rejoice together for the rest of eternity. What a privilege that God is showing to us. God is giving us a glimpse what heaven is going to be like. How I'm going to walk together with Sue, with my brother Sheldon, with, uh, with Joe Haddock, with Chris, with Ali. And we're just going to fellowship together. That time is not going to be for one hour like we do have here. It's going to be for the rest of eternity. Amen. So what a beautiful opportunity for us to fellowship together and also to, to experience love among one another, to build synergy to forgive one another when we step on each other's toe. Proximity, the African proverb, they have, Africa have the proverb. Uh, it says that it is the person that sleeps beside you that you throw your hand and your leg over them. Some people, when they sleep, they throw their hand, they throw their leg, they just sleep anyhow. But it says that that is actually one of the privileges of proximity. Because if that person is not that close to you, you will not complain. Do you know that yesterday night, your leg was right on my nose? Can you believe it? Your, 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 your elbow was right on my eye. But it was a beautiful opportunity because that would not have happened if you were not that close to that individual. And that's one of the beautiful opportunities that we have to fellowship, to love one another, to forgive one another, to be together in the presence of our Heavenly Father. I'm going to ask my brother uh, Sheldon to please give us the opening prayer, and then I will share the song that I have in my heart, and then we'll hear what the Lord has for us, and then we'll pray, and we'll laugh, and we'll fellowship again, and we'll meet again on other watches. Thank you for joining. Thank you for sacrificing this time to be with us. Sheldon, go ahead for it. Yeah, morning. Thank you, Michael. Hello, everybody. It's always good to be together. Father, we just want to thank you that uh, there's power when the Ecclesia comes together in one heart and one mind. We thank you that we partner now 
with heaven and declare and decree what's on your heart to see take place across this nation, our nations, across this continent. And we stand together, Lord, trusting and believing that you are about a good thing in this hour. And we want to honor and bless your mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Can we all say amen? Can we all unmute and say amen together? Amen and amen. 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 Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Amen and amen and amen. And that is exactly what we are all saying to the Lord this morning. Lord, make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. I'd like us all to unmute right now. I'd like us to sing the lyric of that song together. I'm going to share that song again, and we are all going to sing it prayerfully and prophetically this morning, that the fire of the altar of our hearts before the Lord will never go out. Psalm chapter 65, verse 4. Psalm 65 is where the scripture we're going to, I'm going to share the scripture very briefly, then I go back to the song, and we're all going to unmute ourselves and we're all going to prophetically sing that song to the Lord this morning. The Lord, may the fire of my altar never go out. The altar of prayer, the altar of seeking your face, the altar of abiding in your presence, may the fire of the altar of prayer in my heart never go out. I'm going to share a scripture. We all go back to the song. We're all going to unmute ourselves. We're going to sing the song prophetically to the Lord. Lord, never allow the altar of prayer in my heart to burn out. And one key thing we learn from the, the secret of the, the ten virgins, they need an extra oil. The only thing that can keep the lamp burning is an extra oil. When you look at the watches that many of us are involved in. There's the possibility of fatigue. There's the possibility and the high likelihood of disconnection. But one thing that can keep you burning and keep you connected is an extra oil that can keep the fire of your altar burning. I'm going to share from Psalm chapter 65 this morning, and I'm going to read, ask us to read together, and then we all go back to the song prophetically, and then we ask the Lord this morning to let the fire of the altar of our hearts to keep burning. Psalm chapter 65, I'm going to read from verse 1, and then let me share from my screen, Psalm 65, and then we read from verse 1. One minute to share from my screen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, so this is the scripture. If you can read along with me, go ahead. If you can't, I'll just read. Psalm 65, we're going to read from verse 1 up to verse 5. It's there, right there on the screen. And I think, let me look at the version. Yeah, this is New King James Version. So let's go, one, two, let's go. Praise is awaiting you, O God in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Amen. Verse four now, blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that it may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Verse five, the last verse. By awesome deeds of righteousness, you will answer us 
O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the and of the far off seas. Hallelujah. By awesome deeds in righteousness, you will answer us. So when you look at this scripture this morning, beloved people of God, it is not only that God is giving us access to him, he's also going to give us answer. Psalm 65 verse 2, blessed is the man whom you choose, whom you allow to come into your presence. Psalm 65 verse 4 rather. He said, blessed, verse 4, said, blessed is the man whom you cause to allow, to approach, to come to your court, to come to the presence of God. And he did not say just come there to visit. He said that you may dwell there. The world is consistency in abiding in the presence of the Father. Consistency in keeping the altar of intercession burning. Consistency in abiding in the presence of God. And that's the key that God is looking at this morning. That as many of these watches, God is raising these watches here and there. He's looking for those with extra oil. Those of us with extra oil in our jar. Those who, that who takes personal responsibility to ensure that there's an extra oil. Because we could be distracted with the things of the earth, with so many issues coming up here and there, family challenges, personal health issues, financial issues, marital challenges. All of these are the things that the enemy can want to bring in our ways. Conflict here and there, unforgiveness. All these things can sap us. It can sap, it can dry up that oil that we need to continue to burn. But when we are intentional and say, Lord, I need an extra grace, extra revelation, extra commitment, extra anginum, the fire of our altar will never go out. Why did the five virgin forget to take an extra oil? Because they thought what they had was enough. They thought that was sufficient for the journey. They were not prepared for the unexpected. They were not prepared for the unexpected. It isn't that oil did not last them until the time that it was just about to come, but just before it came, the light went off and they needed extra oil, but they were not prepared for the unexpected. Otherwise, what did they do? They had enough to last them for the trip, but they have an extra. In case there is an unexpected, there is an extra. And that's why we are here this morning to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, May the fire of my altar never go out. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, we know that when the Lord is talking about, I'm going to make my house the house of prayer of all nations. Yeah, we can have a disconnect in that scripture and say, well, the Lord is talking about his church, is the body of Christ. Yes, the body of Christ. But we are the temple of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, we are the member of Christ. So we are the house of God. We are the visible expression of God to the world. The Bible says the earnest expectation of all creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. We are the house of God to all the nations of the earth. And that's why Paul the apostle says that you are our epistle. You are the epistle that is written not with tablets, not with ink, but you are the one that the epistle that people of the world sees, and you are the ambassador. They say, No, this is how it is to be a child of the living God. This is how it is to be the house of God. 
This is how it is to be that altar that carries God wherever they are. Lord, make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. One key point that we'll see that could deny us of the access to the presence of our Father is nothing else but what? Sin. Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4 says, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Most High? Who shall enter into his tabernacle? He that has a clean hand and a pure heart. Purity of heart, purity of hand, keep us in his presence. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible says, For thou art of a purer heart than to behold iniquity. Access to God requires purity. So one of the extra oil we need to keep in our baggage, in our bag, as we make ourselves the altar of the house of prayer of the Lord, remember, God is not going to compromise purity. God is not going to compromise the standard of holiness. First Peter chapter 1, the Bible says, For I am holy, be ye holy. First Peter 1, 16, I, as I, the Lord your God, I am holy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, the Bible says, follow peace with all men. Hebrews 12, 24, follow peace with all men. Hebrews 12, 14, rather, follow peace with all men and holiness. Hebrews 12, verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness with that which no man shall seize the Lord. Without purity of hand, access to this living God will be denied. But we thank God God is ever willing to forgive us. And I always say that one of the privilege for us as children of the Most High God is that we can be forgiven. Because the Bible says a broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. When we come before the Lord our God and we choose not to justify our shortcomings, we choose not to justify our mistakes, we choose not to justify our error. We come to the Father and say, Father, I think I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I missed the point. Forgive me. Cleanse me. His hands are ever open to welcome us back because God would rather have us forgiven to than to lose us for the rest of eternity. God would rather have us forgiven than to lose us for the rest of eternity. And when you look at the household of God, the Bible says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We say, pray you therefore, that the Lord will bring up laborers into his harvest. You are the laborers God looks up to. And God will rather have you forgiven and cleansed than to lose for the rest of eternity. It's not an excuse. It's not a permission to live in licentiousness. It's not an excuse to live in the flesh. No. It is a reminder of the fact that you don't need to live in your guilt and cut yourself away from the Father. The Father's love is enough to pay for the price of your, weak, of your weaknesses and shortcomings. The love of the Father is enough. The blood of the Lamb is enough to cleanse you and bring you back into fellowship with the Father. The Bible says the righteous may fall seven times, but the Lord will pick them up again. God will rather have you picked back again so that through your testimonies, others will know how to start. That is one of the extra oil you need to keep in your bag as you walk this journey. 
with the Father. That yes, you could make a mistake. There could be a conflict. There could be a challenge. But don't live in it. Don't live in that dirt. You fall. You don't sit there. Get up, clean yourself. There's a long journey ahead, ahead of us. There's a long way we need to go. Forgive. Let go. Ask for the cleansing power of the present blood of the Lamb. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. It says, you are washed by the washing of the water by the word. Cleanse yourself in the cleansing power of the present blood of the Lamb. And come again. And let the journey. Let's hold our hands together. And let's continue this journey. Because a long journey ahead of us. Until we see ourselves in that hole. When I started this meeting this morning, I said, what a beautiful thing for us to see ourselves gathered together from different parts of the world. And the beauty of all the sacrifice, the when this sacrifice will be meaningful is when I see Sue in heaven. And I say, Sue, you made it. And she give me a big hug. And I'm just rolling that girl. And I say, Hannah, you made it. Sheldon, you made it. Jennifer, you made it. Because there we're going to be there forever, for the rest of eternity. That we're going to be remember the time we're praying on Zoom. And we're talking about hanging up, getting up, forgiving one another, taking the next step, saying no to the loss of the flesh, saying no to the loss of the eye, saying no to the pride of life. Because there's so much that is at stake. The thing that the devil is trying to demand from us, the pleasure of the earth, is just for shock. What is going to steal from us is much more. God, make me a house of prayer. And that's going to be our prayer this morning, beloved. That the Lord will help us to forgive and to forgive one another. To take out from our path that which will deny us access to the Father. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. He said, The hand of God is not shortened to save. Neither is it here heavy to hear. He said, but the iniquities of man have separated man and their God. And they are seen as hidden his faith that he may not fear them. Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2. So that is what will break our fellowship with God. So we, we hold on to the Father. Because we can't afford to uh, for a break of the fellowship. And when it happens, we go, we lie down. God, I have no excuse. I have nothing to say. I am sorry. I missed it. Forgive me. Have mercy. Remember the precious blood of the Lamb. And go and have an accountability partner that you share with. Talk to them. Talk to your friend. Call a friend. Shout out, I missed it here. Will you pray with me? Will you receive grace for me? To find favor in the presence of the Father. Will you help me to find my way back to the Father? And let me tell you, the Father's hand is open to welcome you back home because there's more to do. There's a lot to do. Like I said, I would like us to pray that song again. A lot is happening in our world, and our world needs us. A lot is happening, beloved. A lot is happening in our world today, and the Lord needs us. The Lord needs us to be the light of this earth that is so being engulfed with darkness. The Lord needs us to be the salt of this earth that is so rapidly losing its taste. We have the solution. The politicians don't have the solution. They don't have the clue. We are the one that can get the clue from the Father. And the only way we can get the clue is when our heart is laid before the Father. Let's look at the last scripture this morning. And then I want to play that song again. And we're going to begin to pray. 
I want to look at Luke chapter one. I want to share that on my screen. Luke chapter one, and I look at the covenant that God swore with Abraham, our father, and the covenant of holiness, and to be able to abide in his presence. The key point we're looking at this morning is just God making us the house of prayer. God make us the house of prayer. God make us the house of prayer. A house of prayer that dwells in your presence for the rest of eternity. A house of prayer that lives in your house. A house of prayer that it dwells where you live. One minute, please. I'm trying to just get my screen open. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, that we are your house of prayer. We are your house of prayer. We are your house of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we know that you are going to make us your house of prayer in the name of Jesus. This is the last scripture I want us to read. Then I play that song again, and then we'll pray, begin to pray. Luke, this is Luke chapter 1, verse 70 to 75. Luke 1, verse 70 to verse 75. And it says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemy. The first thing is deliverance from the hand of the enemy because the enemy wants to snatch us away. I want to dim our light. He wants to pour water to snatch out the flame that's supposed to be burning and making us the heart of all of out of prayer. So we need to be delivered from the hand of the enemy and from the hand of all who hate us. Verse 72, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. 73, the oath which he saw to our father Abraham, is the covenant he saw to our father Abraham. And what is the covenant? What is the content of the covenant? Number one, to grant us again that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies. Again, you see that the Bible says out of the hand of, out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. In verse 71, it says first that we should be delivered, we should be saved from the hand of the enemy. Enemies. 74 said, being delivered from the hand of the enemy. So we see how important it is that when we see a conflict in our relationship with God, when we see the enemy trying to defile, pollute us, and break that connection, it is the devil. When he tries to bring the conflict and all those things that quenches the fire of the altar of our prayer. This is the enemy because they want to deny the covenant. And now look at it. Verse 74, to grant us that we've been delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. The Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. The righteous is as bold as a lion. So when we are delivered, we overcome the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life, we overcome all the arrows of the enemy against our marriages, against our finances, against our health, all those things that distractions that will not allow us to concentrate on the important matters. But when we break the yoke of the enemy, the Bible says we might serve him without fear. Now look at verse 75. In holiness and righteousness, we are before him that is in his presence, in the presence of the Father where we are going to be dwelling there in the place of prayer. We become the house of prayer to the nations of the earth because we are right there serving God before him. For how long? All the days 
of our life. All the days of our life. That's the beauty of what we're looking at today. And the Lord will break the yoke of the enemy in our life. Break the yoke of those attack over our health. Those attack in our relationship. Those attack in our finances. Those attack in our home, in our family, in our marriages. They are distractions, beloved. Your wife is not the devil. Your husband is not the devil, beloved, please. The enemy just wants to quench the fire of the altar of your house. That's why you see, why did you put that in the table? Oh, you did it. No, you did it. In, in 2022, you put that, that cup on the table. In 1997, you put that cup and you begin to pile up, you begin to remember all the things that your, your spouse has done. Oh, that's what the devil wanted. To bring that conflict in your home so you are distracted from building an altar of hair. The Bible says one which is a thousand, two which is two thousand. But the devil knows when to bring those, mm, 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 mm. you will not pray together. You will sleep like this. The one face that world, the other face the other world. Wake up in the morning, can we have devotion? No, go have your own, I'll have mine. Ha, the devil is dancing. Yeah, I got them, I got them. You never know. Because that's what he actually wanted. This morning we choose as an act of our will to love one another. Can I hear you say that with me this morning? We choose as an act of our will to love one another. We choose as an act of our own free will to love one another. We choose as an act of our will to forgive one another. We choose as an act of our own free will to keep the sanity of the presence of the Father. Not to grieve the Holy Spirit, to ensure his presence is sustained because it is when his presence is sustained that the oil of grace upon our life is freshened. Can I say that again? It is when the presence of the Father is sustained in our relationship that the oil of grace, that extra oil we need, that is when it is what? It is refreshed. Nothing dries up that oil like unnecessary argument, unnecessary conflict. Just at this morning, I want to ask the Lord. So we're going to pray from that Luke chapter one this morning. That's going to be what we're going to pray from. But I want us to sing that song again. And I want you to unmute. And the lyrics of the song is there, especially the lyrics. It said, make me a house of prayer. I'm going to sing that song just about five minutes. We're all going to sing it. You're all going to unmute yourself, sing it. If you are soprano, if you are bar, don't worry, the voice, don't worry this morning. God is not mindful of the voice. Don't worry, you can sing with any key you like. But we just want God make us a house of prayer. Make this oil of grace upon our life. Keep it burning, Lord. Let us not give up. Let's not be weary. If the watches are 15 watches a day, Lord, we need just the oil to cope with it. Just give us the oil. Give us the oil to cope. Give us to be sensitive, to be sensitive, to be extra sensitive to what could take us away from your, from your presence. I'm going to share my screen again this morning and we're going to sing that song together, beloved. Lord, make us a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. You know that song is taken from the book of Leviticus. We know that it is it's actually taken from the scripture from the book of Leviticus. And so we know that it is actually a prayer, not just only a song. It is taken from Leviticus chapter 6, from verse 12 to 13. 
We say the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offering on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 up to verse 13. Beloved, this morning we're going to pray for one another. From the scripture, Luke chapter 1, verse 73 to 75 that we read, we see the orchestration of the enemy, the works of the devil behind the scene. His aim is nothing else but to attack the fire, to attack the oil. And the oil we need in the place of intercession, he wants us to be using it in the place of argument. Did you hear? That's required for you to, be, to use in the place of intercession. He wants you to be using it in the place of argument. Why did you put the cup? Supposed to be white cup, yellow cup, red shirt. And you're using, you're investing that grace in the works of the flesh. I want us to go before the Lord this morning. Lord, break the hole of the enemy. Break all the distractions. Let's pray for one another by name. We're going to stretch our hand to the screen. Every name on the screen. Let's begin to pray for one another. Lord, whatever is the activity of the enemy in the life of Hannah, in the life of Joe, in the life of Ali, in the life of Mina, Lord, we stand in agreement today. We break the strength of the enemy. We release grace upon one another. In Eva and Stephen Adam, Rhoda, Lillian, Judah, Island, we pray for one another, for Charity Challenger, for John, for Bob John, for Faith this morning. Beloved, would you please unmute yourself and let's agree together and do this warfare together this morning. In the life of Cassandra, in the life of Catherine, Katia, Rhonda, Bob Jones, unmute yourself this morning. Let's put our shield together. Let's put our sword of prayer together this morning. <laughs> Mighty, they will pray. One other thing that God spoke about that very silently this morning.
is the aspect of purity, holiness. Holiness can never be outdated in the standard of God. It is God's standard. It is the password for access to the presence of God. Holiness is the password to the access to the presence of the Father. Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Most High? Who shall eat the has a clean hand and a pure heart? Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13. Habakkuk 1, 13. For God is of a pure heart than to behold iniquity. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. The hand of God is not short to save. His ear is not heavy to hear, but the iniquities of man have separated man and their God. Isaiah 51 and 2. This morning, we are going to receive grace for one another. We are going to ask for mercy for one another. We are going to receive forgiveness for one another. Jesus Christ says, confess your sin to one another and pray for one another that you may be saved for the effective fervent prayer of the righteous very much. And we're going to bring grace upon one another this morning. We're going to pray for Eva and Stephen. We're going to pray for Fred and Sue. We're going to receive mercy and forgiveness from God. And the Lord, whatever is the place where there is a detour, Psalm 17 verse 5, Psalm 17 verse 5 says, uphold my footstep in the path of righteousness so that my footstep will not slip to sleep, S-L-I-P, just to slip off track. Psalm 17, verse 5. If you read that in the old King James Version, there are many versions today, so some of the versions may just take you a little bit, but it's in old King James or new King James. It says, uphold my footstep in the path of righteousness so that my footstep will not slip off. We want to pray this, but wherever we have slipped off track, wherever we are missing the point, wherever we are focusing on the wrong thing, will you bring us back this morning? Bring us back to your presence. I want us to now unmute ourselves and just begin to receive grace, to retract, to come back to the center of the presence of the Father.